and welcome to the daily calendar podcast today is tuesday february 25th 2020 my name is bob Mayer, and i am here with carrie mara yep the mares are back ripping uh pages from the calendars that you have already stopped looking at Yep, we will have 10 of them today here as usual. We have some tips and trivia, conversation starters. We got some good ones too, I think. I think so too. I learned a lot doing the research for it already. Yeah. Um, Mine didn't require too much research. Oh, okay. In fact, maybe none, but, you know. They aren't all research, but some of them are still interesting, even if you don't research them, right? Even if you don't research them. That's right. So I learned... Because they're just helpful. I learned something about this day in history. This day in history. Let's hear it. February 25th, 1964, Cassius Clay defeats Sonny Liston in heavyweight boxing. Oh, okay. So I'll admit, I don't know much about boxing. I really don't. I mean, I know the names just because I think we've heard them growing up, but I did not know that Cassius Clay was Muhammad Ali. Oh, really? So when I was looking him up, it kept coming up as Muhammad Ali, and I'm like, why? I've been I've been typing in Cassius Clay. Why does this keep coming up this way? And then finally realized, okay, yeah, it is Muhammad Ali. Also, this was a major upset in 1964. Oh, this, this fight. I yeah. did not know that as well. So I'm sure if any box boxing fans are listening, they're rolling their eyes because and if, I'm sure it's common knowledge. But yeah, and if they're listening, they probably watched the Wilder Fury fight over the weekend too. What is that? The heavyweight boxing matchup. Oh, right. Okay. See? Remember we were talking about it? What? I was talking about it with your dad. Oh, I wasn't listening to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just the Those the are fights, two voices I've tuned, learned to tune out a long The fights start so late. They do start Like, we so would have totally done it if, like, the fight would have started by... If we knew it was going to start by 11, we probably would have done it. I know. But they were, like, thinking... I two mean, basically... in the morning. Is that when it started? I mean, I'm not sure, but that's usually, oh. I mean, they start at like one or something like that. So. I don't know when it started, but I mean, usually like it's, it's after 11 and I was like looking it up and it was like, it's not it's anytime happen. before 1130. I was just like, oh man, it would have been good to watch, but yeah, not at that time. So, so let's move on. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to, uh, what's your poo telling you? Oh, do tell Bob. Do tell. I will do do tell. <laughs> Why does your poo smell worse to others? Um, I'll answer it. Okay. Okay. This is one of the great mysteries of poo. Keeping track of our bowel movements is an important aspect of our everyday lives. Why else would we be programmed to take that quick glance into the toilet after a bowel movement? Surely, detection of Pooh's aroma would seem to be advantageous from an evolutionary perspective. For instance, serious ailments, such as bleeding and infection, can often produce changes in smell. Regardless, it is best to acknowledge the universal smelly nature of Pooh, even your own, and give a quick courtesy flush halfway through a bowel movement. Wow. All right. Do courtesy flushes work? I think they do. Do they? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, honestly, I really can't believe I'm talking about this, but I'm going to do it anyways. I, if I am not in my own home and I 
I mean, this is gross. I can't believe I'm talking about it, but I'm going to go for it. I will flush the toilet like three times just because I don't, I don't know. Well, people probably think you really have an issue if you're doing that. <laughs> like, what is she? I do she, really have an issue. <laughs> what is she doing in there? No, I know. I don't mean to be like gross. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm, I, I just feel like the courtesy flush does work. I also think that poopery works. This mm-hmm. is not an ad, but it definitely does work. Yeah. So I feel like. But if they want to sponsor us. I know that'd be great. A million dollars. That would be great. But I do think that I've seen more and more people having poopery on the back of their toilets and it's because it works. It's essential oils. Yeah. Yeah. But sure. anyways, it from an evolutionary standpoint, I guess poopery is a bad thing because you couldn't smell your own scent or something or I don't even know. But that's what dogs do, right? Yeah. That's why they keep sniffing around everywhere. Yeah. We're going completely off topic. Okay. So let's move on to Atlas Obscura. Okay. Let's do that. Let's see where it takes us today. Um, we are going to Potosi, Bolivia. Potosi, Bolivia. Yes. And the topic is Calipurca. 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 And so the city of... Potosi, Bolivia, is high altitude, and it owes its dangerous but lucrative silver mining industry to Cerro Rico, or Rich Mountain. So the nearby volcanic volcanic peak is also the source of a local heritage recipe. This hearty soup, which is called calipurca, is made of a mixture of thick broth, dried potatoes, meat, and spices topped off with a steaming rock from the mountain. So... The volcan- volcanic mountain. So they put a volcanic rock in it? It's a steaming rock, so. Why? Maybe to keep it hot? I'm not sure. Hmm. I don't know. Or maybe like nutrients seep out of it? It's just that I, I don't have any more information for you other than they put a volcanic volcanic rock in there. I, can't, I don't know why I can't say volcanic and I keep saying volcanic. Volcanic. But it is volcanic. Um, yeah, it sounds good, though. Thick broth, dried potatoes, meat, and spices topped off with a steaming rock from the mountain. Yeah, it just sounds like a beast, too, with a hot rock in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds great. All right, that's cool. So uh, I've got the word of the day for us today. Okay, what is it? Today it is shibboleth. Do you know how to pronounce that? Yeah, shibboleth. Shibboleth. Yeah, but you you can't say it like that. Shibboleth. Shibboleth is a noun, is a catchword slogan. can also be a widely held belief or truism, a custom or usage regarded as distinctive of a particular group. So information wants to be free is a shibboleth that was baked into the politics of the web long ago. Okay. So it's like a catchword or slogan. A catchword or slogan. Hmm. Yeah. So you want to think about where you work or companies out there. Like basically just whatever you think their slogan is, it's also the shibboleth. 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 So for Equinox, it would be it's not fitness, it's life. Yeah. That's their shibboleth? Yep. Interesting. So not that, that that's be, an ad for Equinox. I'm just saying. Yeah. That, that so that could work. be like a easy one to use. 
I mean, it's not easy because it's not easy to say. Well, and you have Shibboleth. to remember. You have to almost like write it on your hand because people say slogans all the time and it's like, it, it, it'd be easy to bring up in a topical situation is what right. I'm saying. Shibboleth. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Let's move on to how to win friends and influence people. Sounds good. I need, so I need more I, friends. Do you? Oh. Yeah. Sad. That's okay. Fine. So I was a waitress and a bartender for a long time. You knew that, Bob, right? I knew that, yes. A very long time. And I will say that you do see some of the most extreme sides of the human nature when you are a waitress and a bartender. You see the best, most awesome sides of people, and you do see the worst, unfortunately. Yes. So I regret to say that I do not do this, and I think I might start. So if the waitress brings us mashed potatoes when we have ordered French fried, let's say... I'm sorry to trouble you, but I prefer French fried. She'll probably reply, no trouble at all, and will be glad to change the potatoes because we have shown respect for her. Whereas, what would most people do? I didn't order this. I didn't order French. I didn't order mashed potatoes. I ordered French fried. That is true. I don't know if I would do it that aggressively, but I think I would say something like, "Excuse me, um, I actually ordered French. I actually ordered French fried. You know." So you're, I guess you're giving the person a chance yeah. to not be wrong about it. Right. You're respectful in that you're, I actually prefer French fried. And then yeah. she'll probably think, oh my God, she did say French fried. Yeah. And then just get them versus just saying, you're wrong. You got me yeah. mashed potatoes and I wanted French fried. I'd be like, so is this how they French fry potatoes here in Boston? <laughs> not that way in Michigan, but hey. <laughs> You, know, you, say that, you say that anyways. One in Rome. <laughs> but that is a good way to point it out. I do, I do think that I definitely am not good at this, but I think this is a great thing to do overall. People do not like yeah. to be like to have things pointed out to them that they're wrong, especially in front of a table of people. It's, yeah. 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 I mean, that, that is, it's, it's very confrontational when you start saying I ordered this or this is wrong and it's because that the waitress or waiter may remember at that point in time oh yeah I know you did order french fries right my bad you know or oh yeah what or they'll do what they do sometimes and blame the kitchen oh those idiots oh, let me get this I know gosh those people in the kitchen yeah. they messed it up again yeah <laughs> they're always an easy go-to that's true all right, I've got a... Uh, so you're saying there's a chance. I'm I saying need, there's a chance. I need there's a I need a percentage here. Oof. The percentage of people that are left-handed. Ooh, it's definitely not 50%. Nope. I'll say that because there are not a lot of left-handed people in the world. Is it even 25%, I wonder? Be a quarter? Mm. I think it's under a quarter of the people are left-handed. Okay. I'm going to say 15% of the people. That would be pretty close. Okay. But it's even under that. 13%? Nope, it's 11%. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, 11% of the I, people are left-handed. I wonder why. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it has 
Yeah, I, I, I did not research why people are left-handed versus right-handed. I don't know if it's like a, a genetic thing or if it's the way they're positioned in their mom's belly where they couldn't use their right hand because it was jammed up against something, you know? So they had to use their left or... or uh, I just wonder if, primarily speaking, something. is it better... I mean, they say that people who are left-handed have all these traits that people who are right-handed don't have. Yeah. And... And that could totally be true. But right-handed, there are just so many right-handed people. I just wonder if way back, primarily, if there was some reason why being right-handed was better. Yeah, I don't know. So all these left-handed primates got killed off and there's all these right-handed ones. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder. Well, I wonder if it has something to do with the heart being on the left side of the body, too. Huh. I didn't even think of that. Like, because the right hand was further away... And if you're using it, if you accidentally get, like, stabbed on the right side of the chest, it's not as fatal as getting stabbed on the left side. Well, Bob Mayer, that is a really smart theory. Just thought of it. I have to say, that is one of the smarter... I mean, you're really smart, and I've said that often, but that is one of the smarter things I think I've ever heard you say. Well, I don't know if it's true. Let's make a note in this this podcast. So I had had a follow-up with that. What percentage of people are ambidestric? Dexterous. Ambidextrous. I would say... Ambidextrous. Ambidextrous? Ambidextrous. I would say 3%. It's lower than that. 1%. It is 1%, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I didn't have too many other choices. <laughs> no, you st- well, then we start getting into the tense. Exactly, and then you really lose me. Yeah. All right, fact your crap up. Uh, yes, I will choose one. Laughter yoga, in quotes, created during the 1990s by physician Madan Kataria, is a type of yoga that encourages spontaneous laughter as an essential part of a healthy and happy life. I think it's true. I think it's fact. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. It is fact. Laughter has always been the best medicine. I I've seen be, videos of this. I could be a laughter yoga teacher. <laughs> I don't know about that. You're not a big laugher. No, but I would be a teacher. You, the teacher can't be laughing. Okay. Because the teacher like, has to keep a serious face when he's delivering his jokes. I feel like you'd be a better goat yoga line. teacher. Laughing goat yoga. Laughing goat yoga. Let's say, hey, let's start putting out a request for I mean, investors. people have done crazier things. Yeah, and they've worked sometimes. <laughs> so... Yeah, we'll just bring a bunch of goats in, a couple comedians, and one yoga teacher. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's learn a life hack here, okay? This is an interesting one, and okay. I wonder if this works. Well, we can try it, or maybe not. Well, we 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 might be able to try it. I, I don't... We'll see, we'll see. Get rid of nighttime coughs by putting Vicks VapoRub on your feet and then placing socks over them. Your cough will stop within minutes. Really? That's the life hack. I don't know if that's true or not, but... I mean, people that get coughs this time of year all the time, so they could try it. I want to... I mean, so... I, knock on wood, haven't had a hacking cough in a long time, but remember there was that winter where I was like, I had a cough for, like, months. And you actually yeah. looked it up, and you were like, it is normal to have a cough for this long. Yeah. That would have been really good advice, because it got really bad at night. It would get way worse at night. Yeah. So, I wonder. 
I mean, I don't wish to get a cough so we can try it, but we will have to remember that if any either of us gets a cough or someone we know gets a cough. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I rarely get coughs either. Huh. And uh, so that'll be difficult to test for us. But if you we get coughs... We need someone to do it. Is well, anyone Next out person there? that you hear coughing that you know... Suggest it to and see if it in minutes, but I mean, that's, that's kind of like a cool thing that you could just bring up in conversations like anywhere I feel like because you could just be like did you like did you know that if you rub the Vicks vapor rub on, on your feet, feet when you're coughing It'll like, stop your cough in minutes. It said minutes right? minutes. Yeah, so you know who we can definitely have try this out My mom well your mom, but I was gonna say our petri dish nephews who are always sick, right? They're always sick. So one of them is bound to have a cough soon yeah. So we need to tell your sister. Okay. And we're going to have her test it out. We'll have her test it out on the kids. Because before one of we, them... Before, before we test it out on ourselves, we'll test it out on the kids. No, it's just that we don't get coughs. Right. So, and I don't think you can harm a child <clears throat> by putting Vicks vapor up <clears throat> on her feet. Although we're not doctors, so don't listen to us. Right. Okay. Yeah, let's not give medical advice here. We're not going to give any medical advice. Let's try things on kids first is the general <laughs> advice. No. Try them on your children first and see if they work. So this is a one of those 365 smartest things ever said. Okay. This is by Nelson Mandela, who Nelson I think has Mandela, said a yes. lot of profound smart things. There is no passion to be found playing small and settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. I would agree with that. Yeah. There is no passion to be found in playing small. And settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. Yeah, generally, if you have passion, you're trying to. It'll drive you to do something more. Right. It's ener- energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got one more. It's Jeopardy. Ooh, and it is, is it banking? It is banking for oh, 600. Oh, God. I'm never so, going to get this. Uh, you can get this one. Yes. Okay. No, you can absolutely get this one. Answer, the Americans with Disabilities Act says these must have Braille, even the drive-up ones. These must have what? Braille. Uh, what is ATMs? That is correct. Okay. All right. ATMs must have Braille, even the drive-up ones. So, I, I, in the danger of saying something that you're going to have to edit out... If someone's driving up to an ATM, they probably shouldn't be driving, right? Correct. No. If somebody's driving up to an ATM that is blind, they probably should not be driving. Because there is no situation right now that allows someone who's blind to drive yet, right? I mean, there surely will be. If you are blind, you probably have people drive you, and you may sit in the back seat where... uh, the person just pulls up a little bit more, you roll down the back window, and then you could use that drive-up ATM. Okay. So that's probably the situation that, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that's a normal situation because, you know. Yeah, that's true. I will say that I could see why they put that little note in there because they probably, there were probably a bunch of ATMs at one point that were drive-up that didn't have Braille. Yeah. Because they thought, well. Right, and then people were like, Sitting in the back seat. I mean, I used to do that with my friends. Like, if I needed money and they were driving, they would drive up to an ATM and pull up, and then I would get it from the back seat. Yeah, I think I used to do that too. So. Or I would be in the passenger seat and hand my best friend the card. No, I would never do that. 
Oh. No, I would do that. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the podcast for Tuesday, Tuesday, February twenty fifth. You've got some uh, good things to uh, stir up tips, some combo, stir up some conversation. Talk to that cute girl in the elevator. Yep. Push boundaries, folks. Do it. Talk to your people. What was the quote? Push boundaries. Oh. <laughs> Stop the year off fine.